Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 46 of the Showbound Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Raskin, here alongside Ethan Cardwell. And Cards, you're back from San Jose, from main camp. I think that's the first thing we got to talk about. But first of all, how are you, man? Doing good. Um, obviously, we checked in last week when I was there with X and everything after rookie tournament. But no, um, feels nice to be back in Barrie now, just kind of gearing up now with, uh, with the Colts here for hopefully a championship run. So we're really excited here. And no, it was a, it was a pleasure to be in San Jose and just such a uh, great experience for me there. And like I said before, it's just like so top notch. And then actually going in with the pros there every day. I mean, camp for a few days was pretty special just to pick up on stuff from them every day. So let's talk about that. First of all, um, what maybe like a day in your life was like during main camp and, and tell everybody about what it was like going in the, Going on the ice with guys like Brent Burns, probably like, oh, what's his name? Uh, did you see Carlson's haircut? Obviously. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. Let's talk about this stuff. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can just run you through a quick day in the life. Um, so, like, we'd wake up every morning. It would depend on what group you're in. It was split up into three groups. So you'd have group one, group two, and group three. And it would just be – we had, like, 50 to 60 guys at camp. So they just dispersed uh, teams evenly amongst those uh, of that amount of people. So uh, – then we wake up, whatever, say 7.30, wake up. You'd take a shuttle from the airport to the rink. You'd have a gourmet meal waiting for you, all laid out buffet style. Um, any drinks you could ever ask for in the world to stay hydrated, protein bars, protein shakes, whatever you need. Um, so do that. And then go get some treatment. Um, obviously, if you're bummed up uh, or banged up, sorry, not bummed up, <laughs> um, if you're, if you're banged up, go get some treatment. So like get in there for 30 minutes, do what you got to do and then have video. We'd have video from like eight 30 to eight 50, just to talk about the key points for the day and really hammer it home before we go on the ice. And you really realize at that level, there's no messing around at practice. Everything's crisp on the tape and the guys know what they're doing. There's no messing up drills. So, um, that's why they do the video and, uh, make sure everybody knows what's going on before we step on that ice. Um, and then from there, you just do a little dynamic warm up with the trainer, make sure you're all loose and nobody's getting injured because we're not stretching out properly. And from there, you go on to practice. Um, it's like an hour practice, a lot of battle drills, high tempo. Obviously, the best of the best being out there with Brent Burns, Logan Couture, guys like that. So um, and then after practice, a little 15 minute conditioning skate. And then we're right back, uh, right back in the gym for post practice workout, grab a protein shake do the workout on the board trainers will walk you through anything you need as well and then after that yeah you go down and you get another gourmet meal which includes steak i don't know anything you want pork chops uh ribs anything you can really imagine they got for you there so it, we were eating pretty nice to say the least and uh it was and then oh and then the recovery is awesome they got the sauna hot tub cold tub it's pretty sweet so the body feels good coming back from there i was definitely doing some good recovery after every practice that's sick man um i guess like do you have anything else you want to talk about from sharks camp before we move on there's there's i know there's a lot but uh yeah i mean anything else i i know we have such like a, a younger like listening group like a lot of people who listen to the pod are like younger aspiring athletes and stuff like that and it's just like for me it's like a little bit eye-opening my first camp like you see how good these guys actually are and like what they do and what they put in, like the work they put in to be at that level and maintain it. 
And um, I thought I was getting there, like when the shuttles picked us up early at 730 in the morning and Burns has already been there for 30 minutes stretching out. And yeah, and that's a guy who's making eight or nine million, a guy who doesn't have to be in there that early, but he just wants to be the best every day and really show what he has and just perform for himself and become better for his team. So I think it's really important, the small details, um, especially as a young athlete, doing those from a young age is really going to help you out in the long run and just kind of build good habits and be a pro like that. Because if you're not a pro, they have no time for you at that level. Yeah. I love that. I hope uh, maybe you can go there and talk to the media guys and give us some podcast tips too, and how we can be, be pros on here. Um, speaking of that, actually, I'll address my background behind me situation and we're going to talk about yours, but yeah, because like last week we talked about how I'm moving out. I move in on uh, Thursday to my new place. So right now I'm just sitting for the YouTube viewers. They can see like just a regular door behind me, not my usual setup because I moved it. But the new setup, Cardsy, you saw it. eh? It looks good. Actually, what do you think of my apartment? I sent you the video. Yeah, man, it looks good. It it definitely looks sick. You got, uh, it's just for you though. eh? You you don't have That's my own place. No roomies. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. You got a nice little setup there. You got the TV, little little kitchen going on. I saw you have way, way too many pairs of shoes though. I saw all those hanging up, but then the pod setup looks nice, and I love those pucks laid out there. So I yeah. think you'll love it there, man. The bed looks pretty pretty good too, queen size bed. So you know, um, but I'm excited. I'm excited to get going there. But yeah, and then what's up with your background, man? Everyone wants to know when you're gonna get the berry setup going. You're gonna be there a while. Yeah, you know, like I just moved in, like just moved back in from San Jose today. I mean, like we've been kind of on a time crunch and everything like that for this week's episode and everything. So I, I didn't have time to get anything rolling, but I'm sure we have probably another five days until we record our next one. So I'm going to have some time, do some brainstorming. Um, and yeah, I'm going to figure something out. I got to clean this up for sure. I got to get some jerseys. I got to talk to my parents, get them to bring some down when they come to the game. But uh, showbound backgrounds will be back in no time. Don't sleep on it. All right. I love it. Um, now, let's mention our guest. We had a very highly requested guest, um, Akil Thomas, LA Kings prospect, played for the Ontario Reign last year in the AHL. Um, has a lot going on off the ice, which we talk about. A really good interview. He's a friend of mine from years ago that we kind of lost touch a bit and it was good to just talk to him again and uh, kind of hear what's going on with him. So it was a good interview, a, a longer one, as you can probably see by the length of this episode, but I'm excited to uh, get that one out. And uh, yeah, a couple of things I wanted to say, actually, Card, here's one I wanted to talk to you about. Someone DM'd us about doing showbound blogs. Um, and I like more so for you, I don't see how I would really do it unless it was like about editing and recording and stuff, but about maybe like a, a day in the life for you vlog or something on the YouTube with that. What, what do you think of that? You want me to do one today? That'd be kind of sick. Oh yeah. We'll have to maybe stage this recording part in the morning. We'll get, get someone to film like we're on again for the vlog. Yeah, man. No, I'm going to, I'm going to do the exact same thing. I just like going to go from here. Cause like I'm legit just woke up anyway so we can we can do it from here and just keep rolling you know yeah that'd be sick and then get some good youtube stuff grow the channel so i like that that's awesome um another thing i i wanted to mention actually i i texted this to you but my my roommate my old roommate at brock uh jake gilmore refed a preseason ohl game last or two nights ago or something with the ice dogs game and um 
I thought that was crazy. And it was so funny. He FaceTimed me from the ring. The funny thing is, um, Marty used to coach him. Like he played for the ice dogs. Um, <laughs> and I remember like he was saying that he kicked one of the ice dogs guys out of the draw. And because he was, he was a linesman and the, the ice dogs guy was giving it to him. Like, what do you mean? Like, I didn't go early. Like whatever it is. And he's like, shut up, buddy. Like I was an ice dog too once. <laughs> like, <you're- laughs> But if you if your buddy throws me in the box or not, I guess he can't just a linesman right now, but it kicks me out of a draw, he's done. I'm gonna start ripping him. <laughs> See, he loves the pod. And I, I told him I'm gonna be talking about it. So uh he'll he'll hear this, but um maybe you'll you'll get the calls going Barry's way just because he's a fan of the pod. Yeah, no, he can definitely uh help out there. We need some power plays, so <laughs> get me out there. Yeah. And then um, I had two things noted down I wanted to talk about, but I, maybe the first one, uh, have you updated your phone to iOS 15? All right. So this, this is an interesting one. Um, I've been getting ripped about this for like the past two weeks in San Jose. And I'm hanging out with guys every day who are on entry level deals, blah, 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 blah. They got the iPhone 13s, whatever. So Rask, I don't even think you know this. I have an iPhone 8 right now. Okay. So just a bunk phone. It's terrible. So uh, it's got cracks on the back and stuff. So I don't even know what updates I'm on. My phone's so old. It <laughs> It's laggy. It dies after like 20 minutes. Like it, it's a bit of a joke. Like I got to clean up my act here in terms of getting a new phone. But so no. So you okay. continue with your story. That's hilarious. Well, it's, I just want to say like iOS 15 sucks, man. It's so bad. It's an optional update, I, I think right now. But I, I chose to update it because my buddies did it and they said, oh, it's like you should update, whatever. And it makes my phone look so bad. I hate the way like the operating system is now like notification messages look different. Everything looks different, but only like t- a tiny bit different, but enough to piss me off. Like it's enough of a change that it's annoying and you can't go back once you change it. So I'm kind of pissed about it. Yeah. But you know, it's like I see it like all the time, like when Snapchat updates and stuff like that, Instagram, like. It was brutal Instagram at first, but now I'm just like used to it. So like, I feel like you'll get it. You'll come around yeah. to it after. Two or and three actually, weeks. dude, when Instagram changed, they put the little shop thing where the, your profile used to be like, what is that? That still pisses me off, but you're right. I don't notice it, but it's still ridiculous. Yeah. It's absurd. It's terrible, but you know what? That, that's how it went. And now like, it's just second nature for us. So like, I mean, I yeah. think that happens all the time. We just know not to click the shop button. Yeah. <laughs> Unless, um, unless you're shopping showbound merch exactly there it is um hey one more thing i want to say roll up the rim is back uh <laughs> now cardsy knows i've i've been uh i've been winning lately so i want a free coffee which is common you know but i also want a 20 dollar gift card um to skull candy like the headphone uh place i don't know i haven't looked at the website yet but um I've never won more than a coffee and it was such a thrill. It was the thrill of like that. No one can describe winning that. So it's like gambling, man. You buy something and you're like, Oh, I like, I need to win another coffee here. Like <laughs> I just want to encourage everyone to go out and, and get some roll up the rim. So <laughs> do you get any coffees or anything? Cards? Yeah. I drink French vanillas, baby. So I actually, you know what? Now that you say that I'm going to go get one on the way to the ring today with Lemmer. But you need the app too. Make sure you get the app because that's how you do yeah. it now. Yeah. COVID. Okay. Some huge news from the golf world this week. Team USA dominated at the Ryder Cup. So I was really happy about that. Um, as everyone knows, I'm a dual citizen. So I was obviously ri- riding for the US. And I know you talked about it. You're, you're 
pick was Bryson dominating, and uh, and he did. He was hitting some long balls out there, four seventeen, I believe. Like it's getting ridiculous now, and good to see him and Brooks Kepka make up out there, and uh, just some amazing golf played by the Americans, and that's a team to be uh, a force for years to come because of how young they are and they understand the real meaning of it now. They're they're a true team. They're, uh, they don't resent each other, anything like that. They're all there for the right reason, and, and that's why they won so big this week. What are your thoughts? I think as a non-golf fan, like I'm a, I like golf, but I'm not, I wouldn't say like I'm a fan necessarily. I don't know much. Um, it was so entertaining, man. It was the most entertaining golf I've ever seen. Um, the crowds were crazy. They were interacting with them too. Like um, the players talk with the crowd, and they're like waving their arm. Even the, the European guys are like, getting everybody fired up. Um, obviously Bryson was hitting bombs. I saw the one, it was a par four, like 400 and he drove the little, uh, bunker that was like right beside the green on 400, like 397, I think. Um, yeah, just crazy. Um, I saw this one video of Bryson, like he took out the three wood. I think it might've even been a, a par four as well. And everyone was like booing and he was like, no, don't worry. I'm still going for the green here. Um, yeah. Just like it was so sick to watch. I, I like I didn't even watch. I just saw a bunch of clips and highlights, and it was just getting me fired up. Like the fans were crazy. Um, I'm I'm happy that the U.S. won. Just I don't really care, but just because I said it on the pod last week. Um, so I'm. Uh, it was entertaining, man. It was a it was a good uh good tournament. And dude, that's probably the first one you've ever like actually like paid attention to and stuff. Just wait, wait two years until it's in Europe. You should see the European fans. They're nuts, man they they go so crazy for this event and it's so fun to watch like the americans and the european fans go at it and stuff and they'll shush the crowd and they'll give it to them and they'll give it right back so actually i I saw the one european guy he just hit a bomb driver after everyone was like going like you and then he just puts his ear up after he smashes the drive or his hand up to his ear i mean um it was sick (laughs) and i i think it's uh undoubtedly the best event in all of golf so we don't need to touch on it all day. Um, we got a big interview, and uh, I'll let you send it off. Yeah, it's a longer one, so uh, we'll send it over to Akil Thomas now. Okay, now we're going to welcome a very highly requested guest to the podcast, Akil Thomas. How's it going, man? Not too bad. Yourself? Pretty good. It's good to see you again, man, actually. It's been a while since we've really talked. Um, I guess, well, let me give a little background for the listeners. So I was back when I was scouting for the Niagara Ice Dogs was the year we drafted Akil where I met him there and uh, I was living in Niagara and I'd see him all the time basically and and that sort of stuff and then as we both got older and progressed in our careers we kind of just like didn't see each other around anymore so now it's it's just good to catch up man so it's good so you're where where are you at right now? I'm at my house in LA right now I live in Redondo Beach. Okay and you were at a Manhattan Beach before? I was in Hermosa before, but it's literally like five minutes away. Okay. I saw you had a house like like legit on the beach, right? Yeah, man. It was it was pretty pretty sick. It was probably uh you know, three minute walk to the water, maybe. Like that's that's kinda a lot actually. It was like you could you could basically see the water from my front door. So it was really Okay, like, that's sick. You're you're a beach guy, right? Like I feel like you do. I always see you out there like playing cornhole with Q. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, I grew up in Florida, right? So yeah, um, pretty much on the on the beach, growing up all the time, and then any vacation growing up, we'd go to Barbados because my mom's from there. So yeah, I would say I'm a very beachy guy. 
Okay. So yeah, I mean, like, what's your summer been looking like? I know you were back and forth, like LA here or here as in like Toronto. Um, so what have you been up to? Yeah, I actually had double shoulder surgery this summer. So um, I actually went home for eight days, been here pretty much the whole summer, just going to rehab every single day for my shoulder. So it's kind of been a grind actually, but uh, it's been, it's been a good, obviously to get the best rehab I can get and to get it like four days a week. Doing the is right this going to fix your, like you've had shoulder problems for a while now, right? Like, is this going to yeah. solve that? Yeah. So I, I guess my third year in the O, I, I like messed up my shoulder pretty good, tore both my labrums and just try to like ride it out and not get surgery. We were going for it my third year. So like yeah. it was not down to miss that year. Obviously it was a tragedy the way we lost, but it is what it is. Um, my shoulder is kind of healed after that. And then like, I guess like once a season, I've just kind of um, like kind of popped them out and it's not, it wasn't like terrible, but um, just like the staff was like going forward, like you're going to have problems with it. Like you did this year. So you might as well just get it done. So that's just kind of what I did. And hopefully I only missed like a, a month of the season. Yeah. That's nuts. Did you, did you play in the tournament last week then or no? No, no, no. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not to skate with anyone else right now. I've been, uh, just started skating like four or three weeks ago, maybe. So okay. you're just like, on your own out there bag skating. Yeah. Yeah. Like the <laughs> skates are not fun right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've been in your shoes before for sure, but mostly as a scratch. Right. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, we want to kind of send it back to like the start of your OHL career and then we'll work our way forward from there. You want to tell us a little bit about your rookie season? Like you had 48 points in 60 games, which is a hell of a start for a uh, 16 year old in the OHL. So, how was that adjustment for you to the OHL level? Honestly, it was it was really hard. Um, I remember like the year before, I'd go to like the London uh, and Irish games, like in the playoffs, and I remember looking at my dad being like, "I don't think I can make this league next year." I was like, "This is crazy." So. Um, definitely was a hard adjustment, um, at the beginning. I mean, I got a lot of points and stuff, but, um, I found it pretty hard to be honest. Uh, obviously towards the end of the year, I started doing a lot better and feeling like I belong there and stuff. So, um, it was a good year. Like I had a, we, we were rebuilding teams, so I didn't have much competition in terms of like, you know, power play and like lines. Like I was first line and like first power play from day one, basically. So, I was really lucky. Like uh, no one really gets to have that opportunity their first year. So I was uh, extremely lucky. Yeah. It's obviously a pretty sick opportunity when you go in there and play, play on real minutes coming out of the gate. And that, that wasn't the only like kind of big thing you did that year. You played for uh, team Canada with the U 17s and U 18s that season. So you want to just talk about like the development and kind of starting on your way to, as we'll talk about later, the golden goal with team Canada and everything like that how those tournaments went yeah so u17s are kind of a grind i think everyone kind of knows that it's it's tough right because um there's so many good players in canada and obviously there's three teams but still like you know coaches aren't familiar with you all that stuff so u17s is tough obviously you had a really good year so i was you know lucky enough to get invited to u18s and like it's a weird tournament because every other team has like all their guys basically and Canada always has like only the Canadians that aren't in playoffs really like aren't deep in the playoffs. So it's always a weird term. I was like lucky to be there because like certain teams won who had guys 
that were they were going to send and basically like kick me off the team. So I was lucky. I was I was like one of the few who got to stay. So that was like it was good to just kind of experience. I didn't like play much, but it was good to just kind of be around the guys. And obviously, when your foot's in the door with Hockey Canada, it's it can kind of help you down the road. So I guess that was you seventeens, you eighteens, my first couple of steps and uh, you know putting my foot in the door with Hockey Canada. Yeah, and obviously Hockey Canada loves you, and we'll get into that later on. But actually, just like speaking about that first year in the O. Um, the year before, like you'd already been drafted to Niagara. I'm wondering if you remember, do you remember when I picked you up and we went shooting on those goalies at Etobicoke? Canada? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Do you it's remember? A long time ago. <laughs> do you remember? Uh, I, I still talk about this with my buddy, the goalie, but I was like so bad at shooting and I would just nail the goalies in the head like repeatedly. And that the goalie <laughs> coach, I forget his name, was screaming at me on the ice. Do you remember that? Andy Chiodo. Was that, that was it? that his name? think so because uh i actually i kept in contact with him after that like the goalie coach i'm pretty sure and like i actually shot i shot for him like a couple of years ago um like spatza shoots for him so i think he he actually uh he retired that goalie coach and then went back to playing in like italy or something I, i've kind of oh, followed really? his journey yeah it's that's kinda, sick well he was all, he was crazy cards this guy so i just like can't aim man and i'm pegging goal. there was another goalie there who's like who played in the ohl as well i was just like so bad and i just kept hitting the goalies in the head and finally the the goalie coach starts screaming at me he's like just stop shooting like all oh, like, like getting all mad well, it was so embarrassing <laughs> i think i think it's got to be on him uh, first off for bringing a muppy like you out there to shoot on goalies like it's either going to be one of two you're going to start ringing them off the guy's dome or they're just going to make easy stops all night with your flutter pucks so, <laughs> come on oh man but see they bring me out because then i got a keel out so it works and, and then uh actually shout out to a keel because he paid a keel for coming out and a keel gave me the money so yeah, moved. Really? yeah. shit yeah that was a good guy yeah you want life. that back now eh that's your payment for coming on the pod today get that back <laughs> I love how uh, I love how he didn't pay you. Like you just paid me. <laughs> no, I know. I was like, come on, but yeah, no, that was hilarious. And then, um, but yeah, so okay, well, let's talk about your draft year there, quick. You had a, a big draft year with the Ice Dogs, eighty-one points, and projected first round all season, and even like into the draft. So, first of all, before we talk about the actual draft, just what was your draft season like for you, being kind of like a, a top guy? Everyone was kind of talking about you there. Um. I guess before, like, obviously I had big expectations because uh, obviously I had a pretty good rookie year. So I was, like, ready to, you know, show myself even more because, you know, your first year you're, like, obviously timid out there. You're young. You're weak. You're not fast. So I was, like, really trying to dial down. And, like, that summer leading up to a draft year, I was really excited. I was really nervous just because I knew there was, like, a lot of pressure because I had such a good first year. So. I mean, yeah, I, like the year went like, okay. I had my ups and downs, um, had good games, had bad games. I guess like my consistency wasn't there. Like I would have really good games and then just be kind of invisible other games. So uh, it was tough mentally. Like that year was definitely hard, obviously. Um, my dad's, you know, pretty hard on me. So that was probably the toughest year of hockey I've had just because of all the things that go with it, like, you know, making the prospects game and the central scouting lists that come out all the time. 
they're trying to make the combine all that stuff right there's so many things that are going on in like u18s at the end of the year all that stuff so um yeah i mean it was like definitely uh, not my favorite year of hockey but it made me learn a lot to be honest and um definitely kind of you know lit a fire under me to kind of be an even better player than maybe i, I would have been so and then i remember in the draft because i remember i was really pumped for you um, and I was like watching your snap stories and stuff. And I think, well, I'll let you tell it, but you, the way you went to the draft and then how the draft went for you the first night and the second day, like, can you just tell us all about that? Yeah. I uh, actually like growing up, I had an RV. So like my family, we would just buzz to different cities basically with our RV in the summer. So, uh, we figured it was only right if we took an RV, uh, down to the draft in Dallas. And so that's like a, pretty good drive from Toronto to Dallas. So like we've had a lot of people in that thing too. Like I don't even know off the top of my head, but I want to say like, like more than 10, like it was crazy. So it was jam packed. Um, definitely like the best trip of my life, even though maybe not ended up um, the way I wanted to, but like, it, like the whole trip was like for me basically. So it was crazy, but yeah, I mean, like you said, um, you know, I was projected first round the whole year and, um, you know, 81 points is pretty good for like a draft eligible. So I had a high expectations, even though I didn't have a great season or like I had a pretty bad ending to it too. But, you know, I kind of just hoped like, well, they've seen me play for two years and yeah, I have my bad games, but definitely had my, uh, my Sorry. good one. So hopefully, you know, team, some teams believe in me and, Honestly, just because I wasn't prepared, like if someone were to, if any list had me like second round or third round or someone told me like, hey, like you might slip, like then I'd kind of prepare myself and be like, yeah, like no problem. Like whatever, like I can't really control anything at this point. I can't play anymore. So um, I just had no, like no idea that I was going to slip or anything. So it did kind of hit me pretty hard um, just because I had like obviously so many emotions. My family's like, all with me people flying in like literally i had like family fly in like just for that night and like they were leaving the next morning because they had like other things to do so like it was just shitty because i felt like like i had plans the next day with my family like i just felt like i kind of like messed up the whole weekend by like slipping <laughs> so it's pretty tough honestly it was one of the toughest days of my life to be honest just because it just hit me hard and I had no idea it was coming so um yeah that was tough but honestly like like I, I think just because I had such you know such opportunity in Niagara and like I was kind of like the guy from day one I just got pretty comfortable with like how, how I was as a hockey player and like pretty um like just content with who I was like I mean, I'm, I'm pretty dedicated, but, um, I, it definitely lit a fire under me. And like, I think, you know, it's definitely the reason why, like, hopefully maybe I'll play in the NHL. Like before I literally, I like, I just, I was just complacent. You know what I mean? I could, I felt like I could kind of do whatever I want and like have off nights, get my two points and like shut it down basically. So <laughs> definitely like humbled me and made me, you know, a lot hungrier because uh, like I, I feel like I have a lot of people to prove wrong and you know that's why I like try to do the things I do every day to try to get better so yeah that's very well said man and I actually I remember uh 
I think it was like the pick before you, the Leafs were picking. And I remember watching the draft. I was at work and I was like, the Leafs are going to get a keel. This is going to be the sickest thing of my life. And then you go the one after. I was so mad. It was the pick after. So like, obviously I grew up in Toronto. Like I saw it coming and it was pretty late. So I'm like, I mean, hopefully I can go around here too. That'd be pretty cool. Um, I thought like I had a good feeling LA was going to take me, but obviously like when you see like LA and Toronto, like as logos on the Jumbotron, I was like, whoa, like the Leafs are right here. And then obviously like LA took me and like, I was super pumped yeah. and like every, every feeling of like the night before, like completely went away, away to be honest, just because like they, like I knew they wanted me the most just from like interviews and um, the combine and everything. Like I, I knew if they could snag me, they would. So um, definitely like way more comforting knowing I was going to a place who liked me. Did you get any interesting uh, like interview questions at the combine and stuff from teams? Anything stick stick out like funny maybe? Uh, I think just Montreal kind of asked me if like my clothing company would get away, get in the way of my hockey. And then I was just like, no, like it's not that serious. And then the guys kept asking me like multiple times. So I was like, no, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to quit the NHL and focus on Zale yeah. for a bit. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of a fair question if it was, like, bigger at the time, but, like, it was not big. So, I was just like, I mean, no, no, like, no way. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to get into Zale as well. Cardi, do you want to jump in? Yeah, bro, because, like, I similar to this, like, because everyone knows, obviously, I'm a golfer and everything. Like, there was, like, a multiple teams who would, like, call my agent and be like, is this guy a golfer or a hockey player? And, like, I haven't played, like, a competitive mm-hmm. tournament. I haven't played a tournament in like two years and I'm like, no, like I'm a hockey player. What do you mean? And they're like, I don't know. We have some doubts about it. Like, I guess like their job's kind of on the line too. So if they pick like, if they pick you and you're just like, you know what, I'm just going to play golf. Then like, it looks bad on them. They can get fired basically not knowing, you know? Yeah. They got to do the background info. That's just funny. Like your clothing brand, my golf, like, they they dig real deep into it and like calling billets and stuff too like they they do the homework for sure yeah oh yeah it's a really fascinating process but uh i'll i'll flip it over to cards in a sec but i'm just curious about your your 100 point season in niagara falling the draft like obviously confidence being drafted bigger role like older guy but just that season how it went and then just talk about signing a contract from there and like if you bought anything maybe um that season my third year like my the only thing like i had three things in my mind I had like to basically sign in a contract at some point to try to make world junior camp and to what was the third thing? Oh, just to like have like a, like a bunch of points and just be like, hundred points. Um, so yeah, like that was obviously we were a sick team. Like that was like one of the best like OHL teams on paper, I think. And like in a while, obviously other than London and stuff like that, but we were, we were pretty stacked. Like, my first year, I was on the first sign. My third year, I was on the third. So, like, we were pretty pretty stacked <laughs> up. And um, Who'd you guys pick up again that year? Robertson, Stanika, Broussard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I remember my first game with Robertson. Like, we had, we had uh, three points, like, going into the um, third period. Or, no, we had, like, three points at, like, half of the game. So, middle of the second period. And I remember I was like, if we keep this up, like, we'll get six. And he looks and he's like, it wouldn't be my first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was funny. Um, but no, we had a, 
like that year was fun honestly we didn't even have to try that hard we, we were just all like you know like we had i think we had like 10 nhl sign guys or something it was crazy like Man, we, had, what a team. Uh, we picked up laudnia too like jones we had a bunch of guys who were so wait wh- where did you guys go in the playoffs that year i don't know why i can't remember this we lost to oshawa Hey, and you know what the, you know what the best part about that one was Rask? the fact that they traded for Stadnika and sent Morsey there and then Morsey cleans them up in the playoffs <laughs> honestly it's still a touchy subject I don't like talking about it so I can only imagine man you guys give, give away your young guy and then they just stabs you in the back but Oshawa kind of loaded up a little bit too that year they had good ways like Salonitri and those yeah. guys so that was weird like because like, they could have easily gone for it, and then they just traded their captain and their best defenseman. So it was like, what the hell? Like, why would you even give us, like, those guys? I don't know. It was weird. But obviously, like, we were going for it. And, like, like I remember, like, I actually messed up my shoulder. Like, I tore my labrum in the last game of the North Bay series. Like, literally, like, I won the draw with 26 seconds left. Like, series is done. Um, we iced the puck, and, like, I was skating up the ice, and – this guy like cross checked me like twice and like I tore my layer like literally like like the series. No was way. Over, so. Who was the guy? Can you call him out? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I want to. I don't know. But <laughs> all right, easy way out. So, anyways, that was that was shitty just because uh, I missed like the first few games of that series, and. Uh, think i don't remember how we went up or whatever but I, I remember we lost like we lost two games while i was out and after the second one like i was just like i'm playing next game so i basically like convinced a lot of people to let me play and um and then like i remember just thinking like imagine if we lost to this team who we just bought off of and then we did and it was it was the worst hockey feeling i've ever had in my life Actually, like, because Rask, like, I remember this too because well, we were, we were in the Western Conference Final, and that what was that? That was only in the that was in the second, second round, round. Too. Yeah. yeah. And like, we were all like thinking, okay, like Niagara's Niagara or Ottawa is going to come out of the East here for sure, and then that was kind of devastating. But like, yeah, that was crazy. But. I don't know. We we don't have to keep talking about it if you don't want. I know Rask asked, uh, you make any big purchases when you signed? Uh, I signed in March, actually, on the way to a game in Barrie on the bus. And in September, I bought, like, a car. That's pretty much it. Okay, that night in Barrie, you light it up? That night, so that was a good day because I signed, like, my contract that day on the bus, and I hit 100 points that day. So that, uh, that was a pretty sick day. Yeah, you can't complain too much about that. And, like, we want to keep going. Like, obviously, you went over to the Peets. But, like, first, so you get named captain the Ice Dogs and everything. And, obviously, big man on campus. And you guys knew you kind of had to you, – you were going to get traded. And same with Tomasino, just to, to get the picks back that they lost the year before. So, did um, – how did it come to be? How did you find out you were traded? Uh, well, I kind of knew, like, going into the year that – it was likely I was going to get traded because we were like, our, you know, on paper, we weren't looking too good and they needed some picks and everything. So, um, like, it was weird because I thought that I was going to go into the year, like, like whatever, first time seeing like GM coaching, maybe like have a quick conversation about it. 
but we didn't talk about it until like I got back from World Juniors. So like literally the first time we talked about it, it was like, well, what team are you going to basically? So um, yeah, uh, like we obviously weren't great that year, but we were we could like we found a way to beat some pretty good teams. So like that year, like obviously I spent a lot of time in Niagara. So I was trying to tell the guys like let's just try to win and see if like everyone can stay and we could just like go to the second round and lose. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, <laughs> like I didn't care. Um, so I was just like, like obviously me, Laudnia were the older guys, Tomasino. So like, like if we kind of could put like one guy on each line, like we could be like, okay. And we beat like Ottawa. We beat pretty much every, I think we beat every like, um, top team at least once, like even in the West somehow, just because teams would take us lightly or whatever. So I was hoping I, I didn't get traded. I was hoping they'd keep me, but I obviously went to World Juniors and I knew it was kind of going to happen because we were on the edge of playoffs and they just like they were going to scrap the year basically and whatever. Um, so yeah, um, you know, went to World Juniors and came back and like just had no idea what I was going to do. And I had to make my mind up in like 48 hours, I think. And there's a couple options. And I think uh, in a couple of years I can get into like the specifics of like kind of what happened and everything still kind of fresh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it was like, it was a crazy experience um, with like OHL. I think OHL insiders tweeted, like he talked to my bill at that or something. And like, I don't know, it was weird. Like, bunch of rumors flying around um and stuff like that so yeah i think like the the three main teams were ottawa london and peterborough and i honestly just wanted to go to the team who was gonna give niagara like the most for me and that like i felt like i could win there like i didn't really care like that was my last year in the o so i just wanted to win and like go to a team who could like use me and peterborough Obviously, they needed the centerman, so it was perfect. Yeah, yeah, because I remember hearing so much rumors about that, and like everyone's saying different things. But what was happening with the trade? And obviously, we'll get you on in a few years to re-explain the story in full depth. Yeah. But just like quickly, because obviously everyone wants to hear about the World Jays and stuff. But I, we just want to quickly know about Peterborough. Um, everyone has different opinions on Peterborough. I'm not a huge fan of playing there on the road and stuff. And I'm sure you probably weren't even a fan of playing there on the road. So you, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, to be honest, I'm not like, I'm not a fan of the rink. I hate the rink to be honest. <laughs> um, obviously I got used to it and I ended up like, you know, feeling like it was a home game every time I went there. But for the first few weeks, it was like playing on the road every game, especially because that year they had, renovations uh early on in the year so they're on the road the first like 25 games so the last half they were like at home for 75 percent of the games so it kind of screwed me even more i was like yeah. <laughs> so yeah that was uh that was the only part of Piero that i didn't like to be honest the rink other than that like 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 i guess like kind of the years before that like you hear guys like not reporting to peter bro and like you kind of just wonder why like is it just the rink they don't develop players like what is it so kind of before the trade I was like uh oh, like I was kind of hesitant to be honest just because I you hear those stories right but mm -hmm. see I went there and I loved it like the coaches were unbelievable like the staff were like beauties my billets were like unreal um 
I lived with Michael Little and I played with him on the Marlies for like three years. So he was like, like one of my best friends before that too. So honestly, that, the group of guys we had there were one of the best group of guys I've ever been a part of. Like it was, I only played there for two months, but I feel like I played there for two years, to be honest. Like I, I loved playing there. I loved it. Yeah. A lot of people do say that about Peterborough. And I was like, I was just at camp with Gallant, obviously. And, he was obviously your captain there and he yeah. just said it was a tight group obviously not the greatest arena or whatever but yeah he said <laughs> the boys had a good time and everything so we'll get let's get into the part everyone's wanting to hear about now um Canada's hero at the world juniors with the golden goal and everything but before we get into the golden goal could you just like tell us about the experience for you playing in the world juniors and what an honor yeah obviously like I grew up like watching the world juniors every year. So when I made the team, it was actually pretty special. Like even before I played a game, like obviously like you're like one of the guys and it's just like you made the team. But to me, it was like, wow, like I grew up watching this religiously every, every year, like every game knew like all the lines, like really follow the tournament. So it was like a weird moment because I was going to be like the guys you watched on TV. So it was crazy just to make the team. And then obviously, you know, every game is so hyped up. Like back home, everyone's like getting together for the games. And so like I knew, you know, every, like every mistake, like everyone makes, like guys are going to get ripped on Twitter. It's just like, a, it's so like the tournament's so magnified and it was cool to be a part of. Uh, so yeah, like obviously like every guy on a world junior team is used to playing every other shift in major junior so, like, not playing was really, really tough on me just because, like, I've never not played in my life. You know what I mean? Especially mm-hmm. my first year. Like, I was – I made the adjustment. I was like, yeah, whatever. So, it was uh, it was tough mentally to just kind of be like, you know, like, they don't want you to play as much as, like, the other guys. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I was like, whatever. I'm just going to, like, show up to practice tomorrow, work as hard as I can, and hopefully it changes. Like, it's pretty much all you can do. Um, but that month was, it was a tough month. Um, didn't sleep much at all. I was just like anxious every day, every minute of every day, probably slept like four or five hours a night. It was terrible. Like I was trying melatonin, didn't help. Like it was like, I'd be on my phone, like four thirty, like the night before a game, just being like, I can't even sleep. So I may as well do something like it was bad. That's real bad. And you guys were overseas there too. So like, what was the living arrangement? Like, couldn't have been amazing. So we were at a hotel and it was like the beds were small. The room was hot. You know what I mean? It's, it was a tough one. So that definitely contributed to sleep. But so many nights I'd I'd literally just go in the shower at like two 30 because I had to do something. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, that was, uh, it was a hard month, but you know, obviously, um, I just kept on somehow, like I kept on like kind of telling myself like it was all going to work out. I'm going to get promoted or I'm going to get an opportunity. Like I just was cool about it and didn't, you know, get too upset. Just try to work hard. So, I mean, yeah, definitely like, you know, there like every moment until the last game was like pretty tough on me, but it all paid off. And obviously um, scoring that goal was like the proudest thing I guess I can say about myself like ever and yeah. yeah like it was it was crazy it was nuts yeah dude because I remember like I was, I was playing in SAG at the time and 
the, we were just about to go on the ice for a game. And I think it was like an afternoon or maybe a five thirty game, something like that. I don't, I don't totally remember, but we were all like, we, we had like five minutes to warm up and normally everyone's like getting ready to go on the ice and stuff. We're all in our half gear in the lounge, like watching the game, just like cheering for the boys. And then sure enough, you go down and do your magic. Yeah. And can you just like take us through the goal? Like when you got the puck, like what was going through your head and then after like just how cool the feeling was. Yeah. I mean, like when I heard my name get called, I like knew it was going to be like my last shift for sure. So I was just like, I'm going to go out there and just like skate as fast as I can for as long as I can. And like, hopefully something cool happens. And that's pretty much all I got here. So, um, like, I don't, I don't remember anything really. Like, I don't even know how the play developed. I just remember like the puck going D to D and just thinking like, I'm just going to fly and see what happens. And I just started skating and like, I think like it hit McMichael's uh, skate, which hit my stick, which went like perfectly between the D's like skates or something. But like, and then the goalie hesitated to come out because if he comes out and I walk around him, he looks like an idiot. So I don't like blame him for like not coming out with three minutes left in like the biggest game of his life. But I think if you look kind of back, (laughs) I think he could have got to it. And then like, I just, it's all reaction there. Right. Like I don't, remember what I was thinking you just kind of do type of thing but one thing I will say is like when I like when like a video pops up of it or something like it kind of seems like I'm watching someone else just because I don't remember actually being mentally present in in like the moment type thing so that's crazy like it's pretty cool but like I just I don't remember it it's just like I guess it's pretty sick yeah (laughs) and then actually can you tell us about all the things that kind of came after that um, you were doing so many cool things in the media, like partnering up with, I don't know, like brands, like influencers, like whatever, like just tell us about that feeling for the following couple months. Well, yeah. I, I, like I felt like a celebrity for like two months, <laughs> like no, not two months, two weeks. Like it was crazy. Um, just like interviews on interviews on interviews. And um, honestly, it was such a whirlwind. Like I don't even remember the things I was doing. I just remember being like, yeah, I'm free. Like, no, I'm not. It was, it was pretty busy, but uh, obviously I got traded and I just kind of wanted to focus on hockey. So it was kind of, it was kind of tough for a bit just because, you know, like everyone's like calling me, trying to get a hold of me and stuff like that. But just want to focus on like where I was and what I was trying to do at the same time. So didn't you guys like, didn't you meet, like you were skating with the Nelk boys, you went to the game toronto game right oh, yeah yeah so i i don't know why i didn't say that i totally forgot about it but yeah i dropped, <laughs> like, dropped a puck at uh at the leafs game with the boys and we had our own suite crushing hot dogs all night uh, they're playing winnipeg when like double overtime or something sick game not double overtime but um sick game to watch and we were just like the guests i guess there and um then i got invited to a raptors game actually to uh, sit courtside with my roommate um, like a little so that was like really cool um, I guess like the only like part that was crazy was like uh, they asked me to wear my medal so I just had it in my pocket and then like someone ran up to me and was like put your medal on and then they're like hey uh, like the Jumbotron like put their camera on me and like I don't really like attention so I was like, oh, God, like, what's going on? And then they're like, like, can you please, like, stand up? And I got, like, a standing ovation. 
So that was like it was obviously uh, cool to cool to say, but like in the moment, I was like, "Get these cameras off me!" Get out of here. <laughs> and then like, after that, like people, I guess who I knew in Toronto were texting me saying like, like they're at the same game and stuff like that. And I actually met a couple people from like the I guess like the Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment staff that I still keep in contact with now. Like even like the interview people and stuff like that who work for TSM. Like it was. It was like pretty cool night. Yeah. Yeah. So Akil, I know in your, uh, the year you started in the, you were going to be in the AHL, you ended up in Germany. Can you tell us about that experience? You went with a good group of young guys. And uh, I remember like, you know, playing in a massive, you were in a huge rink, like six city. And just tell us about that experience. Yeah, that was, that was crazy, man. Um, just kind of sitting at home for so long and then just, uh, I actually was so kind of fed up of being in Toronto and like, like just doing the same thing every day that I just like got up and drove to LA with my brother. Um, so that was a 39 hour um, trip. And I just kind of planned on training the rest of the summer there and like just going into the season of like having hopes of it. So I got there quarantined for like my two weeks, started working out Um I guess on the Thursday, like on my first week working out, they're like, hey, like, uh, we, like, there's, we may um, have an opportunity for you to play overseas. So I was like, okay, cool. And then Saturday, they're like, hey, like, so uh, you're getting on a plane tomorrow to go to Germany. And then, like, my little brother was still with me. So I was like, oh, okay. like, I got to book a flight for my little brother, go back home. And, and everything kind of happened really quick. So, um, really quick turnaround from just kind of chilling at home to driving to LA to playing in Germany with and living with a bunch of the guys. So like that was, it was really cool to kind of experience and like, you know, live in Germany, you know, adjust to like playing pro for the first time playing in that sick barn and just like, I guess living with four other guys, same age. And like, we had a lot of fun to be honest. Like we had to quarantine a couple of times. So um, we had a lot of, a lot of time with each other. We were with each other all day, every day for three months. So, yeah. How old is your brother now? Uh, 13. So, and he flew home on his own and stuff. He's probably 12. Yeah. And he's used to doing that. He's done that yeah. a couple times. So, not bad. I remember, um, he used to be, um, back like when we were hanging out and stuff, he used to be really involved. And I remember one time he added me on Snap and I had no clue who it was. And you said he, he adds everybody on Snap that you know. Oh yeah, he used to do that. He used to be like weird like that. I don't know, but I remember this kid was like eleven years old and had like eight thousand followers on Instagram. It was yeah, crazy. yeah. It was nuts. this guy was like he's something else. Oh man, is he? He's is he pretty good at hockey or what? Oh, he quit hockey. No way! He All he would that. do was like stick handle and stuff. I know, and like post videos of him shooting pucks and stuff. Yeah. But he's a way different guy now. Like he's. He hung out with me and my friends like way too much. So he he's thirteen, but he seems like he's eighteen. I swear. Like yeah. Like when I chill with him, like it's like I'm chilling with like just a kid like a couple years younger than me. So well, he's really well, mature now. He's playing basketball and okay. he's doing his thing. Is he tall? Yeah, he's like probably five eight, five nine. Oh, well, okay, yeah, well. Um. Anyway, moving on. Got a little sidetracked, but let's talk about the AHL. You know you in Ontario like we said live on the beach like tell us about that season on and off the ice and just how it was the adjustment for you playing pro for a full year 
Yeah, um, definitely like a, another weird experience just because I got a COVID test every single day of that season. So it was like it was different wearing a mask at the rink, um, you know, not being able to like hang out with our teammates like outside of the rink, like not being able to give guys rides home like from the rink. It was weird. So it was fun, though, obviously, you know, living in L.A. for the first time, which was really cool. And, you know, just playing pro hockey and playing in front of, well, I mean, we were playing at a practice rink all year, but like, you know, having that, having NHL staff at every game and every practice, just being under a microscope, like, you know, in, in junior, you know, like you think they'd probably come out to a few games here and there, but like every practice, every game was, you know, being watched. So it was, it was a good time, learned a lot, played pretty good for the most part for the course of the season. And um, it definitely uh, kind of helped me out as a player and like helped, you know, I guess my help push my envelope a bit. I, I think I had a good year. And you guys had a, a young group for an NHL team. Like a lot of the younger guys were there. So, you know, living in LA, how was that aspect of the season? It honestly it didn't even matter if we were in like Cincinnati, like, cause we weren't allowed to do anything. We weren't allowed to, go out to restaurants we weren't obviously allowed to go out we weren't allowed to hang out with each other we weren't allowed to walk inside McDo- like it was did they enforce it and stuff yeah like it was it was crazy and obviously like um you never know like who could get called up and stuff so it would suck for you to get called up and to get COVID and like that was your yeah. opportunity like that's something we all kind of thought about you know what I mean yeah true yeah. um and and just like, is there any funny stories worth worth telling on here from that season, maybe on or off the ice? Like, anything kind of notable stick out? Uh, i trying to think of something I can actually tell. <laughs> yeah, it's always one that you can tell. Honestly, so many things happened in such a weird year. Uh, I mean, I got, a, I got a slap shot to the face, and, like, that was crazy. Um, I can't. I ended up like I thought I died to be honest because the guy was winding up, and I just you know when you, you just know like the puck is coming up. So uh, all I like I just felt my face kind of get hit, and like I actually for a second I didn't know like where I was. I actually thought I died. So when I like kind of caught my breath and stuff, I was like shit. I lived. Like it was crazy, and then ended up uh, coming back to the game. So I was kind of you lose any jibs or what? No, it literally, like, it hit me, like, in the forehead, man. Like, I had a – like, my forehead was massive, but it was weird. I don't know how that happened. And then, obviously, uh, um, that game, uh, I played with, like, uh, Q and, and Smith Pelly, like, first black line. And that was sick. Whatever. So, that was really cool. I remember having, like, I think the worst game of my season. And then, like, in the last three minutes, I, like, had a hattie. So, and then I scored and shoot out too. So that, that was like, that was insane because like, it was going to be my worst game. And then it ended up being like such a cool night to remember. You know what I mean? So it was, it was, uh, it was a crazy year. Like a lot of stuff happened. So. Bro, I, I actually, cause I remember that. Cause like there was big posts and everything about that. And then you guys were like doing eh, like all game, like average. Uh, cause I kept checking. I'm like, hopefully the boys put up a few points here and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, 
but then yeah you just popped off quick hat trick in like whatever three and a half minutes and then the, the shootout top two to just kind of put the night over the top so that must have been like unreal yeah and honestly like it was pretty lucky man it was i don't know how yeah. that all that, ha- that happened i think the first one went off like i think a stick and went like top cheese and the second one went off a like it looks sick from the the video but like went off like a d's shin pad and went like top corner and then the third one um went like squeaked five hole it was just it was it was crazy yeah i mean we could be here all day like if we really picked at your brain for some stories and stuff but we want to go into like your clothing line zale and like do you want to just tell us like what it's all about and how it started yeah um just when I was uh, 15, we kind of officially started. I started, like, I was selling T-shirts when I was 13. And they're just, like, really cheesy, like, hockey, like, Kong show shirts. So, like, I don't even want to tell you guys what I was putting on these shirts because it was just so... Give us one. <laughs> like, oh, like, I don't know, like, a T-shirt that says, like, Dirty Dangler or something. Like, <laughs> like stuff you dig when you're 13. Like, oh, it's sick, man. Yeah. So... <laughs> I was just selling that to like my hockey buddies and my school buddies. And like, I was just like, Oh, like there's some money to be made here. And um, like growing up, like things were pretty tight with my family. I had, you know, four siblings and my parents kind of moved to, to Canada for me so I could play hockey. So I just felt like I, I could be independent and I found an avenue to do so. So I basically just started uh, in 2015 with a good buddy of mine who went to Brock and, he was cards. He was uh the goalie for the lacrosse team. Guy's a maniac. Yeah, he's he's insane. But um, yeah, we had a couple he, good nights actually. Him and I, Elo at the bar. Well, I, there. Bet, I bet. Like, I mean, we were doing it, but I think we've seriously started to do it like in the last like year. Like it was, we were obviously doing it uh, like as much as our schedules could allow us to. But now we have like employees. We have like meetings at a certain day certain time of week like it's a big thing now like it's it's kind of like a you know full-time gig away from the rink type of thing yeah and it's oh like you mean like you're you have a busy season and everything and I always talk about this on the pod like it's nice to like just come and sit here for an hour and like talk and talk like business and stuff like meetings like that so it's something that gets you away from the rink yeah and like I'm the type of guy where I think about hockey like 24 seven. So like anything that gets my mind off of it is good because, you know, you just, you don't want to be thinking about hockey 24 seven. You go to the rink every day. Like you don't want to be hockeyed out. And at the end of the year, like it's like, you you just don't want to go to the rink at the end Mm -hmm. of the year. So um, it's good for me mentally just to kind of, you know, put my time and my energy towards something else sometimes too. It's it's awesome, man, and potential potential after career for you as well. But uh, do you remember after one Niagara game? I think you were driving me home, and you you signed my favorite Zale hat for me. Do you remember that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I do remember that. Yeah, I remember like you asked me to sign your hat. I was like, and I was dropping you off. I was like, this guy is serious right now. Like, Oh, yeah, and you, you got mad because I, I i took a snapchat of you signing it and you're like i'm not doing this on video <laughs> oh yeah well like i don't know like i'm just some random you know 17 year old like, oh know. man that was Rask, you're, you're fanboy uh fanboying yeah. over uh keel there I was, right? man i really was so <laughs> we want to know like obviously 
you're on the showbound podcast today but like you have your own podcast soul on ice and it's no slouch like you guys are an amazing podcast and like are doing an amazing job of that as well and do you mind just like telling us like all about that and like the success you guys have had like verified on insta some huge guests on there and stuff like that so like I I think it's awesome that we're getting you on to be able to kind of talk about your side of the podcast as well. And and just before you answer, can you also talk about why you started it? Yeah. um, Well, honestly, like uh, my best friend and I was Elijah Roberts and like, we actually like Cardino's um, like appearances and stuff. Like Mm -hmm. like, it's just, you, you go like visit schools, talk to kids or whatever. And like, I guess the team knew Elijah and I were boys. So they paired us up like every single appearance and like different staff members would like drive us to the appearances and stuff. And like, we're together for a good, like two and a half hours probably because we go out for lunch or whatever after. And like Elijah and I, we have this different relationship where like, we just chirp each other like all day. Like just like, we're just, we're interesting um friendship i guess and so i guess the staff like you guys should like do something together because it's like you guys are hilarious to listen to and stuff and like that was going on for years like they were telling us and then like one day um we were just like you want to start a podcast like it was when it was basically when the seasons just like got suspended and we had like a bunch of time and like the first month i was just like playing chow and like drinking beers with the boys like and it just got old and I was like I need to do something like I don't know so that's basically like exactly when it started when we're like okay let's like do this and um there's a documentary called so on nice the movie and I was like Elijah and I were actually a part of that and so we knew that there's kind of a platform there right like there was a following there like people are familiar with the the brand like so on nice and they know what it's all about so um i guess elijah and i are just like we wanted to start a podcast and we're both black hockey players and we kind of wanted to have you know a community for like black like young black hockey players to feel like they have a community like they can be a part of you know what i mean like going every rink you know you see basically just white kids in every locker room white kids on your team and just uh an avenue for you know younger black kids uh to be like, oh, there's many like black hockey players. Like I can be a hockey player even though my skin color is different. You know what I mean? So that's kind of the the basis on it. And we've had obviously different uh, guests and stuff like that. It's been fun. Obviously, I'm a busy guy, so I got a uh, like we've taken a pretty long break um, just now. So we'll figure out how we're gonna move forward. But it's been pretty fun so far. Yeah, and you guys have done unreal with that. So like congrats on that yeah thanks but uh you guys have been killing it too I, how many followers you guys have like a shit ton eh? like, we're up there we're, in, we're on, uh, on the upswing <laughs> and, uh, I, I saw like when you guys posted like you're one of the top listening podcasts in canada or something like that for hockey i don't know we were, saw, we were hanging up at three if we can humble brag ourselves cards we oh, yeah, were, we yeah but they were they were buzzing up there too at the time i remember because they had a huge episode one weekend. You guys were like, they were up there in the top 10 too, I think. I'm a bit sick because obviously, you know, I, I remember when you guys started, I think. So just to see you guys kind of like quickly, you know, gain followers and your content's really good. It's like mm-hmm. you guys are killing it. Like, Cheers, well. bro. Thanks, Akil. Uh, the voice <laughs> tires a bit. Can't <laughs> cry. Um, okay. 
we do we do this thing we just kind of brought it in it's called so we're going to do personality questions hard-hitting questions and we'll finish up with the fan questions so um we got a bit card maybe we will cut a few off actually um, we have been buzzing for a while you can yeah it's been going you want yeah it's been going on we'll, we'll cut a few off but this one's a classic personality question if you had to survive for a month on a deserted island with three other members of the la kings organization who would they be like players or staff or prospects whatever wow um yeah. You know what? Uh, my two roommates now are beauties. So definitely two of them. Uh, Who are they? Lord, Matt Valalta. Okay. Third, um, Jacob Movier. Movier. I don't know how you pronounce it, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're good buddies and he's, he's hilarious. So those two okay. guys. So we'll get some comedy going out on the island for a bit. Yep. Um, how would your teammates describe you? Uh, I don't know, actually. I don't, like, I've never really thought about that, to be honest. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I don't know if gotcha. I'm, I don't know if I'm loud. I don't know if I'm quiet. I don't know. I'm just, uh, like, I don't know. Um, okay. Hey, we we'll don't get, have to have an answer. We'll, we'll get, we could get Q back on and he'll give us the answer to that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you don't have a lot of free time, but when you do, how do you like to spend it? Um, I actually started playing the guitar last year, but like, I wouldn't say I started playing. I would say like, I started to try to learn. It's super hard. So are you singing too or what? Oh, fuck, no, never. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, like I like to read watching game of Thrones right now. I like to watch shows. Uh, Gabe and I, we played tennis, like, you know, once a week, maybe sometimes once every other week. So like to kind of get active on off days, obviously we live really close to the beach. So every weekend the guys are at the beach hanging out like once, once a weekend. So that's pretty much it. Life is really chill here and there's yeah. lots to do. So LA guy now, um, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Con candy. Nice. Okay. Interesting. And, uh, how do you eat a cupcake? Uh, I actually, that's a really good question for some reason, because um, I don't like the icing. I just wipe the icing off and I just, I like the actual, like, whatever it's called. like The, the cake. The rest of it. Yeah, like the cake. I don't like yeah. the icing. It's too much. Like, it just makes me feel like too much sugar in me. Okay. Yeah, it's way too rich. I'm the same way. Um, that's all for personality, though. Um, we're going to buzz through some hard-hitting questions here. We'll see how deep your answers are. We've had some good responses lately. So first, do you think we're living in a simulation? No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> do, you think, do you think that artificial intelligence will eventually overrun humans? Uh, that's a really good question. I don't think so, just because I think they easily could. But, like, obviously the people who are, like, designing them and everything like that, like, they're smart enough to know – with boundaries not to cross because they know that it probably could. But one yeah, day so. it'll be easier to make that stuff like hundreds of years down. And then it might not be the smartest people. And then eventually we're screwed. Yeah. One day though, there's going to be like a lot of regulations and shit because it's obviously that's something we're like talking about now. And we're not even yeah. like, like virtually clo like close to anything like that. So the fact that it's like kind of like feared upon now is the reason why mm -hmm. I think it won't ever happen because 
there's going to be 7 billion or probably 8 billion people on earth, like trying to stop it. There's going to be a war one day, like humans versus the AI. It's going to be sick. It's going to be sick. One day uh, we're going to get bumped off the power play half fall because they just took over. So uh, (laughs) what is the meaning of true love? Uh, I don't know. Uh, You know this one, Akil. Come on. I don't know, man. I, I couldn't tell you. No All right. Cop out answer. What would you say to your 10 year old self? Hmm. I was like really, really good at hockey when I was 10. So I would just say, like, like I was like sick. So I would just be like, yo, keep it going. Like, <laughs> like well, because I was like probably like top three like players my age when I was like 10 years old. Like, I won MVP of the brick and, and stuff. So, I would just be like, like there's going to be a lot of players becoming better. Just keep trying to be the best, you know? Yeah. Humble okay. brag. I was, I was second team all-star. I might add at the brick, not oh, quite, yeah. not quite MVP, but second That's team all-star. I'll take it. Uh, or, or pro hockey. Pro hockey. You? Oh, there we go. Pro hockey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good <laughs> lad. Good lad. I don't like the Bulldogs boys. Yeah. No, me neither. I had, I was going to leave this if you're on the Bulldogs, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, would had to for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, we can take it into the fan questions. Last thing we have, and then uh, get you going on your way. But everyone wants to know what stick you use and what specs. Oh, uh, I uh, I actually just changed my curve. Um, I guess like I I I mean I'm basically a bar guy now. So um, using the like the hyperlight one um and my new cur- like i was using uh p28 last year like a pasternak p28 and like next year i'll basically be using like like a p92 blade but like with more toe so it kind of looks like if you're to like take away the blade just look at the curve it may look like a p28 but it's kind of like it's a p92 p92 like blade so it's like better for like shoot like it's uh best for like shooting and stick handling versus like a p20 is just good for like shooting p90 is good for just like stick handling like you know what i mean so it's like kind of a hybrid yeah interesting okay uh what's your pre-game routine if you have one or any superstitions try not to have any because um like my draft year especially i was like so like into that because i wanted to like play good every every game and if i like kind of mess something up or if i didn't sleep you know a certain amount of time it would just screw with my head so now I literally just do whatever I want on game days and I think nothing of it. Yeah, that's, that's the best way to do it. Uh, best chirper you've ever played with? Hmm. Um, Broussard, actually, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I remember I hated him. I hated him so much. So, like, <laughs> when, we play, like when we played together, I was like, I, I see why I hate you so much because you just chirp everyone. <laughs> <not fight him. laughs> that's funny. Um, Favorite guest you've ever had on your podcast? This one, I don't know if you can answer, but who knows? Um, it's a good question. There's been like so many. It feels like um, this uh, actor actually from LA, his name's Jordan Buha. He was really good, actually. He was a beauty, really easy to talk to. Like it seemed like he was running the interview basically. So yeah, he was <laughs> a really good one. Um, yeah, actually, you know what? Uh, Brian Burke was unreal. Like, obviously, he looks so, like, 
kind of mean and like not like serious like on tv but he's actually a really cool guy and like he's super easy to talk to like like he was the opposite of what i was expecting to be honest okay yeah i love him um two more for you how do you balance everything you have going on off the ice during the hockey season yeah i just um like I'm, I'm really good at mentally like if i if it's a game day like i mentally like can't even think about anything else to be honest just because i'm like so kind of into it like i i don't even like check my phone really just because i know there's going to be a bunch of things maybe i need to address or whatever so i think i i've just always done a good job at just when it's game day like 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 every like if someone knows i have a game like my mom my dad like they will not text or call me or anything on game day so Mm -hmm. the end of that okay and last one hopefully you have one for this but what's the best prank you've ever seen he's laughing so we got (laughs) something coming who knows i'm a part of it like um basically uh one of my best friends his name is yanni Um, i I know we used to be boys man oh yeah yeah so so uh we're at this this party one one time and like he had a girlfriend for like many years oh did they break up not to expose oh yeah, yeah 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 okay a while ago and basically like yanni's a pretty sensitive guy like really sensitive and like my buddy was like yo like you should like you should uh you should like you should get someone to tell him like yo like i just saw like grace and akila kissing no so, so basically we went into like the laundry room and like told my buddy to to tell him like yo like go tell yanni like he just saw like um like grace and like uh akil like walk into that room so like we were standing there like waiting for him to walk in for like a good minute it was like really it was kind of awkward actually (laughs) so um so we walked in and like we heard like the door open so like we kind of just like hugged each other some weird stuff and like he looked at us and like his eyes were like crazy and then like he like literally ran out the party and like like so like we thought he was gonna like stay there and like we were just gonna get him but like he left and like thought like it actually was going on (laughs) that was was crazy that was it was so funny man especially now because like he literally thought like his best friend and like it was crazy like it was it was nuts it's funny oh man that is a good one cards we got a good story there yeah and, like, it was a perfect guy, too, because, like, like he's just kind of, like, he would believe something like that. You know what I mean? And so when he saw it, like, he, he literally ran. Like, it was crazy. I feel bad. Um, anyway, I mean, Cards, you got anything before we end it here? That's all from me. Yeah, I just want to say thanks from us here um, for taking the time out of your day. It was a long but fun interview. Um, and wish you all the best moving forward this year. I know you got so much on your plate, but uh, a lot of big things ahead. So thanks again, brother. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. Remember, uh, Michael asked me a while ago, and I was just so so busy and stuff. So I had on my to-do list, and I'm pretty free these days. So it was definitely uh, something I wanted to do. All right, appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. All right, I want to thank Akil for that one. It was really good, uh, really entertaining. A lot of stuff to talk about with him, and I thought it was a, a really, really good interview. What do you think of that, Cards? Yeah, you know, a lot of times we just talk about hockey on the podcast and stuff, and this was kind of cool because it's kind of it's a guy that has, I don't know, similar interests as us. Like, he has his own clothing brand. He has a podcast as well. So 
just good to see that side of uh, of another player and uh, a guy who's going through the ranks kind of similar to any other hockey player who went in the OHL and like myself and is moving up to pro and continues to pursue paths outside of uh, the game. So it was good to see. And it was a good to really hear about all that stuff for him. And he's got a lot going on and a lot of success coming his way. So nice to catch up with him and hear about it. Yeah, exactly. Now uh, we can get into the NFL weekly updates. So I'll just start off saying my bills won again. Um, And if I don't, I mean, I don't really care about the Packers, but they won again too. And uh, so I'm, I'm happy for the week. Yeah. So you're, you're a satisfied fan for the week and um, big win out of uh, the Cowboys last night, Monday night football, just pure domination over the Eagles. What can you expect? Cowboys, the greatest team on the earth. Eagles are poo. So glad to see them kind of double up on the Eagles last night and really just dominate the whole game. So big things ahead in Dallas and, Dak Prescott looked unreal. The run game, Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott is looking dominant. So I think the Cowboys are going to really make some noise this year, although the NFC is very strong. But another good week of football. Yeah, I was going to say, are the Cowboys like good enough to actually make a run this year? And I'm actually asking because I don't know. Okay. By the looks of it, yes. They hung right in there with the Bucs week one. They should like could have won. Tom Brady made some magic, got a field goal at the end, whatever. Tom Brady is the best QB in the world, the best athlete, arguably in the world. So you, whatever you tip your cap to him. And then the last two weeks, they've had a win over the chargers who are a legit team. And then this week they dominate the Eagles. So they look real good, but the NFC stacked with teams. Like you have team, like the Rams are really good. The Bucks are obviously really good. And Packers like the list goes on. Okay, cool. Cool. So, I mean, that's, uh, is that, is that all we got this week, Cards? If it is, you can take it away with the outro. Yeah, I mean, I think that's all we got for this week. Just glad to be back. Really going to be able to uh, focus on uh, the Barry Colts here moving forward. Super excited about the upcoming season for me. I know you got big things ahead. Your season's starting next week. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're both excited. We got new things on the go, and uh, we got uh, our podcast set up coming soon. So we're really excited about all that. Uh, it's getting a little bit chilly outside, but uh, let's enjoy these last few days of nice weather before we really go into winter mode here in Ontario. So uh, hope everyone enjoys this week and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.